Hello, everybody. You are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next episode is free. I'm Kyle Bolin. And I'm Jason Cavallari. And today we are talking about the alien-infested spaceship board game Nemesis. Yes, not Nostromo. No, not the Nostromo, not the Event Horizon, the Nemesis. Nemesis. You would think maybe that's just like a reference to the the aliens, which are like the Nemesis on the ship. But no, in fact, that is just the name of the ship, the Nemesis. (laughs) Just the name of the ship? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it. I thought it actually did refer to the aliens. It does not. <laughs> oh, okay. I, mean, well. I guess they are nemeses, and you could call them that. But uh, I think sure. they just call them invaders or something like that. They do. The they do game. call them invaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Nemesis uh, is a game that is designed by. Oh my gosh, Jason! These are all Polish names. I'm sorry. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, you're going to sound a fool. <laughs> this game is designed by Adam. That was good. Uh, Kwapinski? All right. Art by Piotr Foxowicz, Uwe Labak, uh, Michael Orich, Patrick Jedrzejczyk, getting there, Pavel Sambrowski, Piotr Gacek, and Andre Poltoranos. <laughs> published okay. by awaken realms and rebel um and then like a bunch more listed here for all the other countries uh, uh just to clarify i'm not laughing because the names are polish i'm laughing right, because, because I'm you pronounce them this. badly yeah it's yeah. not the, yeah because i can't do foreign names but somehow we have me keep doing the foreign names i did tickles me yeah i know i know <laughs> So Nemesis is a it's 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 a game what you try to survive an alien encounter. <laughs> a what? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you've ever seen Ridley Scott's Alien, starring uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, uh, then then that's that's the whole idea, right? You uh, you awaken you you awaken out of a cryogenic sleep pod. Uh, you pop out and you rub your bleary eyes, and look, one of your crewmates is dead on the ground. A hole bursted out of their chest. Uh, and so you and any other uh, cooperative or semi-cooperative players at the table are essentially trying to um, achieve a certain number of goals. Everybody has a couple of personal goals. They choose one of them during the game, and that might be, like, you know, kill player one, or, you know, get a get a sample of a, a, an alien egg and bring it back to Earth. Um, or it might be, you know, redirect the ship to Mars, or there's a ton of different uh, goals that you, you choose from. And so you're going around the board trying to use the different board mechanics in order to achieve your goals simultaneously trying to survive all of these alien encounters and alien attacks that kind of like progressively escalate throughout the game. Because when it starts out, it's more likely that you're going to have, you know, like an encounter with like just a little larva or something that might jump on your face and then embed eggs inside of you. Uh, and then later on, it might be a queen and everything in between, right? There's like, you know, adult guys, there's like, you know, Aliens that crawl on the ground and maybe aren't quite as hard to kill as the big adults. I'm actually like pantomiming crawling with my arms right now. Um, <laughs> yes, for the for the viewers. Yes, for all of our viewers out there. That's sarcasm. We don't have a video feed. Uh, yeah, and so you're basically just kind of like exploring the ship, which is very dark and smoky and, you know, just very thematic in nature. Uh, does a really good job of eliciting just like, you know, that, that sort of aesthetic that the Nostromo had in the Alien films or like the Event Horizon in the film Event Horizon. Uh, 
and you're searching through all of these different rooms. You don't know which room is which because it's all just a mystery. It's all randomized at the beginning of the game, and each room has a different function that can help you throughout the game, uh, or you know might actually be necessary in order to achieve your goals. Uh, you might find weapons. You might find medicine. You might find new clothes to change into once you've been slimed. Um, <laughs> you know you might find your way to the bridge of the ship or the engine rooms, and you know try to fix those or break them because you want the ship to blow up. Um, and you know all of the while you are making noise throughout the ship, you know, the clang, 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 right? And that noise might bring the aliens out and on top of you. And that's where you start having the alien encounters, and that's where you're trying to survive, escape, fight back, kill them. Um, And you might be working with the other people at the table. You might think you're working with all those other people, but actually they want you dead. Um, And I don't know, I kind of feel like that's Nemesis in a nutshell. You know, it's this semi-co-op, do you trust your your teammates or don't you? Uh, And can you work together enough to survive? Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, and you've played yeah. it twice now, right, Jason? I have. Yep, I've played it quite a few times. I don't know how many because we got it in 2019. I've played it solo. I've played it with my wife fully co-op without the like semi-co-op rules. And now we've played it a couple of times semi-co-op with you and our friend Gabe. So um, I've seen it. I've seen all different versions of the game, just not at all player counts. Um there's different characters in the game, so you might be like, you know, the pilot or, you know, the captain or, you know, the uh, the engineer or whatever. And, and so everybody kind of mm-hmm. plays a role that every every character has their own, like, sort of like ten cards that allow them to do very specific actions. Some of the, those actions are shared by other players, but then, you know, like, not everybody can repair engines as well as the mechanic, right? Or, you know, like, redirect the ship as well as the pilot or, or whatever, right? Like, the, the, the captain, I believe, can, like, you know, uh, give extra actions and directions to the other players, you know, um, and, and kind of give them a little bit more uh, utility um, on his turn, right? Um, and so, like, there's a little bit of replayability there with, like, the different characters to explore and, and a lot of variation there. Uh, there's a lot of variation with, like, the uh, the way that the board is set up at the beginning of the game. Not all rooms show up in every single game because that's randomized as well, so you may not always have, like, the armory or something show up, right? So, you know, the, the way each game plays out is is randomized enough that it feels like a, an, an interesting thing to come back to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know, that's sort of one of the, this one of the things I appreciate about it. I can speak well. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about how my words how have gotten so up. bad since I've been so tired and, and run down. <laughs> Sorry, I had like a mountain of ice cream earlier, and I Ooh. think I'm just sort of ice cream chunk. Um, You're having your sugar crash now. I know, <laughs> here it comes. Um, but, well, and also we're having a thunderstorm and there was a really loud crack. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully you, you can't hear it. So you're we'll scared see. like a golden retriever right now. Yeah, a little bit, sure. Golden um, retriever trying to podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> um, kind of making me think, like, what would a retriever podcast about? Anyway, um, so, so yeah, one of the things I appreciate about the game is that it's um, it, it has that level of randomness but it's not a randomness that um uh takes away from the strategy aspect of the game i think um whereas a lot of other games that add randomness into it just sort of do that and it negates a lot of the strategic thinking that comes along with playing board games yeah this game isn't like the most strategic game in the world right i mean it's it's very much a 
I'm going to scramble this direction and hope I find what I, what I need to find, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't find what I need to find, hey, I split off the path from you over here. You're going in the other direction. Maybe you'll find what I need to find, right? And then maybe it'll, you know, at least then I'll know that I need to head the other direction, right, before I've wasted too much time. Or maybe mm-hmm. I will have wasted too much time and I need to, like, change gears or something like that if I still have time. Um, because there comes a point in this game where, like, you, you have to make a choice about which goal you're going to try to achieve. Even then, these cards often have like two goals written on them you, you like discard one card and keep the other um so there's still a little bit of flexibility in terms of what you do most of the time um but i kind of feel like like that's that that randomness doesn't matter there right like if, if i head off in one direction and i go to one corner of the ship and it turns out that the calm room that i need is like on the opposite corner of the ship that does kind of affect how uh, how much i'm going to succeed in this game right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I, that's, that's, random, that's happened to me a couple times. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Like that first game. Uh, actually, I think it happened to you both times, didn't it? Both yeah, times, yeah. One way or another, yeah. Um, but I mean, another thing that's random in this game that does matter is when you fight, you're rolling a die, and you know, depending on how, uh, depending on how evolved or, or how big the monster is that you're fighting in this game. Uh, there's a you know there, there's a better chance of killing the little guys right and there's less of a chance of hitting and killing the bigger monsters so I mean there's that random elements with there's a random element with the dice rolling there's a random element with you know where the rooms end up and then of course there's a random element with like what cards you draw although I feel like when we draw cards we you, you draw two cards and discard when you're searching rooms for items I feel like Anytime I'm looking for something specific, I generally find it within one or two searches. It doesn't seem like those those decks are that varied that you can't find, you know, like duct tape when you really need it or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the all the items that I found, I think, were useful such that I, at the end of the game, I, I had used all the ones I had. Even the one yeah. that I started with, I ended up ditching it for, like, a, a purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just because, like, I didn't have too many, I didn't have enough hands or whatever. No, like, I actually ditched it because I needed to do that for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, the the variety of this stuff in it, I think, is really kind of uh, kind of fun and interesting. Um, from, the, from the items, sure, but from the different variety, there's, like, a really kind of, I think, a crazy variety of um, of species of intruder, um, there's like what five, six, seven different types of them. Well, those are the different levels of intruder within just the right, normal, yeah. like the normal, like you know, like really Scott style alien intruder that we played with. There are actual like expansion intruders that you can swap out or swap in for the ones that we were using. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm assuming that changes their behavior somewhat because there's a deck involved with the invader behavior as well, right? So, right, yeah. you know, we, we were just seeing all of the behavior that you see out of those guys. Um, uh, you... But what I'm, I, what I'm comparing it to is other games that have this sort of uh, tiered level of oh, yeah. uh, of monsters, and you might get three, like the yeah, weak exactly. ones, the middle it's ones, and three, the heavyweights. Right? Yeah. yeah, but this one has at least five, and there's a couple yeah. more that I haven't even seen come out. Right, yeah, so. yeah, there's, there's the larva, <laughs> Uh, there's the crawler guy there's the adult then there's the uh, the breeder and then the queen so yeah, that's five yeah um so there's huge variety in that and the variety of uh of characters that you play and the variety of the goals that you can get to try the objectives you get to try and accomplish them um i think is really really great um yeah. even though i've kind of sucked at both of the games we played like i still kind of want to play more <laughs> right well, okay so i think that you know one thing to know about this game right is that it is it is a heavily thematic game, right? It is it is attempting to, um, you know, like reproduce and emulate an experience that you see when you're watching 
Ridley Scott's Alien on the on the big screen, or you know, like at home or whatever. Um, trying to create a board game experience that is like that. How mm. well do you feel like it succeeds at that, Jason? Very well, especially towards the end. Uh, you know, it's one of the things that I think um, those movies do is in terms of atmosphere is they get it really. Uh, this sense of kind of urgency, um, especially towards the end where, you know, the mystery has been revealed, the aliens are on board and they're coming. They've already taken out a few of you. Mm -hmm. Um, You have like, I don't know, 10 minutes before the ship explodes to get the escape pod. Um, And the game really feels like that. Um, It does all those things. (laughs) It does all those things. Yeah. I mean, Um, because nothing is really simple. It's never like, oh, just get in the escape pod. Like, no, it's like first you have to try and power up or unlock the escape pod. And then you have to actually try and get in the escape pod and do so without attracting the attention of an intruder. Um, You know, and that's just one thing like uh, that doesn't even include your objective unless your objective is to get out in an escape pod. And it's not. Um, and, yeah, right. You know, like the other day, mine was something like player two cannot survive or alternatively, I have to be the lone survivor. Right, right. Um, which didn't like we all ended up surviving. Um, so I lost the game. But right. Which is weird to say. We all lived. So I lost. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your employer killed you when you got back to Mars or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, so I feel in that respect, it definitely has. Uh, it, it's very reminiscent of the films because it brings that kind of tension into it um, as the game progresses. It makes you feel that tension too. It's not just that like, it, it's not just like this tension on, on paper, right? Like when I'm playing this game, I'm feeling that pressure, right? To like, I'm starting to like look at the clock, right? Cause there's a countdown timer to when the ship just auto jumps, right? To whatever planet mm. it's directed at. There's also potentially a countdown timer for a self-destruct sequence, right? Um, and so you're looking at those time tracks and you're just like, is it even possible for me to go and get this goal done half the time, right? Is it even possible now that I have a broken leg for me to get to, you know, an escape pod and get off the ship, right? Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> like, like you're feeling that pressure at the end of the game or even sometimes in the middle of the game, right? I mean, it starts out without a tremendous amount of pressure and you're like, hey, you know, like there's no aliens on the board. There's not a lot of noise on the board. I can go wherever, right? And, and it kind of feels like, you know, like, you know, just a buffet of choices and opportunities. Uh, but pretty soon that buffet gets stripped bare and it's just you and a broken leg and five aliens between you and an escape pod, you know? <laughs> right. um, yeah, yeah. And well, three turns. The that, like, in order to do practically anything in the game, you have to discard at least one card Yeah. Uh, in most cases. And you only have a hand of five every round or whatever. So it really, you really have to be uh, really judicious about how you're going to spend those cards to do stuff. And it ends up feeling like you don't have enough time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't have enough time to do what you, you need it, to do. You feel it. it never feels not fun to me, though, right? Like, like there are certain games where if I feel like it's being exceptionally punishing, I'm not having mm-hmm. fun anymore, right? And this game feels punishing. Like you are getting hit all the time, and you're getting injured, and, and you're 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 taking injuries that cause you to like you know have a smaller hand or you know move slower or or whatever, right? Like there's always some sort of like when you get like a critical injury or serious injury, like it it, it has an effect on you, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that never feels not fun to me because it's so in keeping with the theme. You know, it does such a good job of eliciting that atmosphere that those films create um, that I feel like even if I'm going to lose, I'm having a good time doing it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, like I said, I mean, I lost both times. The yeah. first time I lost way worse, I think. But um, but in either case, like I, I still enjoyed playing the game. It wasn't like I felt like I was beaten into submission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, overall, I think like you know we both have really enjoyed our time with this game. Um, you know, I, I think that that we got to talk about the caveats, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an expensive game. Like, I, I think that when I bought it at retail, it was retailing for like $150, which is a lot of money, right? I mean, like, that's typically the kind of price tag you see on a big epic campaign-style board game, which this is not. You know, this is just mm-hmm. a, you know, like a, a, a single night, single experience sort of board game where it doesn't come with any sort of campaign manual or anything like that, that that gives you any sense of progression in between games or anything. Um, But it does have exceptional production quality, the actual, you know, production, uh, like the retail version, right? I mean, like, you know, you've played it on Tabletop Simulator, so I don't think you've interacted with the actual components, but it comes with a lot of stuff. I mean, like, it's got some really super well-produced miniatures, um, both the the survivors that are on the ship as well as the aliens. Um, It's got a really nice, you know, like, beautiful, smoky, dark board. Um, the, the cardboard components are all really nice quality. There's a lot of them. Um, and in addition to that, it gives you a lot of stuff that, like, you know, not all games give you. Like, it's got, like, card holders that, like, you know, fit just around the character boards just perfectly. And then, like, they hold your, you know, your, your item cards or whatever. Um, lots of, like, nice, like, see-through acrylic-colored tokens for, like, you know, noise and stuff like that. Like, like it's, it's a really good package, but it is very expensive. So, you know, like, this is the sort of thing that... I feel like if you're, like, a huge fan of those types of films and you're also a board game fan, then maybe this is right up your alley, right? And maybe that's mm-hmm. worth 150 bucks. Maybe you've got a group of friends that, you know, they don't mind chipping in together for a board game that everybody's going to enjoy together. Then this is great, right? But if it's, this is the sort of thing where you're just like, yeah, I think I'd kind of like that, um, and maybe I'll get it to the table someday with somebody, then, you know, I would wait until you've got a situation where you're going <laughs> to actually play this with somebody. But when you're in that situation, I mean, it's great. It's, it's very awesome. Um, the other thing that I think that is kind of a caveat is that it, it's relatively rules-heavy, right? Um, mm. Or at least there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't think any of the rules are necessarily very complex or hard to understand, but, you know, there is a lot to it. And so if you don't – if you're turned off by, like, you know, like sort of medium to heavyweight games, you might look at this rule book and just be like, whoa, I, what have I gotten myself into? Um, hmm. But when we sat down to play it, did it feel that complicated to you, Jason? No, not at all. And, you know, once you sort of explained a rule, it was like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Like it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like the rules like were out of left field or arbitrary or anything like they, they, it made sense. So right. there's perhaps a lot of them. But as you said, they're not yeah. terribly complicated. Right. Right. I, we did do a lot of manual checking, though, in both of our games. Um, you know, for like niche things exactly yeah. like little situational things that pop up that required some sort of rule check I think almost every time we found an answer uh, so it wasn't like one of these situations where there's a lot of ambiguity where you can't find an answer to a rule question you've got but yeah. there are enough opportunities for those 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 you know situational questions to come up that we were checking the book like I don't know like once every ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes or so so and you you did say the other day that uh, the rule book for this game is pretty bad I I I don't I don't know if pretty bad is accurate but I would say like it's not my favorite the way that it's laid out is is not ex- it's difficult to look up a rule right like like mm. it's probably a good rule book for like sitting down and reading from cover to cover in order to learn the rules of the book but when you've got to go back and reference it it's it's a little bit more difficult to do that then so yeah the way that it's laid out. Yeah. yeah, that's one of those. 
Um, I will say one tiny thing that I really enjoy just because I like stupid, like toy stuff in Mm -hmm. games is, is the, the infection mechanic with the scanning of the cards. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) In the actual production copy, you have like one of those like red cellophane, like, um, like decoder, like scanner thingies that you like, you know, you put over like, you know, a bunch of like a red field that has like green text underneath it. So yeah, if you've ever played outburst, it's like, it's like that. It's that thing that you stick the cards into. Yeah, and so when you get when you get attacked by monsters or, or in, you know the intruders, there's a chance that you might become infected or contaminated, right? And so you get this contamination card that may or may not say infected on it, and you don't know until you manage to get yourself to some sort of scanning method, right? Like it could be a character that has a, a tool or whatever. It could be something you find in the medical deck. It could be a room on the ship, but you know then you've got to look and you know like, like scan your own body or whatever, like you see in the movies to find out if there's an egg in there or a larva or whatever, and then. If there is one, things get real bad, you know? <laughs> um, there's certainly some chest-bursting potential in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially, like, uh, I think the, the part of it that's really funny to me is, like, even if you manage to, like, get into an escape pod or whatever and not attract an alien, <laughs> you still have to figure out if any of the cards you have right. are yeah. an infection. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can achieve every goal that you have in this game, and you can survive every fight with the monsters, but if you've got a contamination card in your deck, there's a chance you're dying on the way out once and you're a, off yeah, the ship. And a pretty decent chance that you're going to die it's not it's like a random that's thing that's great yeah this <laughs> this game uh, is not afraid to kick you in the teeth or the stomach and it's more fun for it you know yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good time good time for sure all right any other thoughts on nemesis um no i mean i just like i said i'd like i'd I feel like I'd like to play this again. I, this feels like one of those games that you could like throw down like every couple of weeks or once a month or whatever, and and yeah. just have like sort of like standing rotation of it because it's you know it's a good time. It reminds me of when we really got into like Battlestar years and years and years ago. Oh, you know, yeah, how it was yeah, just yeah. something that like everybody kind of wanted to always do. You know, yeah, um, <laughs> and and didn't take like a whole day the way that like Twilight Imperium does or whatever. So right, sure, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, Jason, uh, if anybody would like to get a hold of us and let us know what they think a Golden Retriever would podcast about, how would they do so? <laughs> all right. So to toss your hat in the ring for uh, Retriever reviews of, <laughs> I don't know, dog toys, um, you can The best email birds us. to chase. What? The best birds to chase. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email us. It's podcast at limitedplaytime.com. You can go to the website, limitedplaytime.com. You can tweet us at Limited Playtime or go to Insta- Instagram at Limited Playtime Podcast. Next week, we are going to be changing gears a little bit and going from a heavily thematic, uh, I don't know, this isn't really like an Ameritrash game. It came from Poland, but Nemesis is very uh, component heavy, rule heavy, all that. And we're, and we're going to be reviewing Castles of Mad King Ludwig, uh, very much a Euro game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but a colorful um, one, a pretty one, right? It is. I uh, Of Euro games, I think it has pretty good components. I like looking at it. It's kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> yep. So that's what you have to look forward to in about two weeks. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye. Bye.